Hello, my beautiful friend. I hope you have been enjoying this three-part series of the Stop Over Drinking Sisterhood that I recorded inside of this Facebook group. This is part three, and this is airing on September 15th, and I am out of town until next week. So you have your chance. This is it. The last chance to go to bit.ly slash stop over drinking sisterhood for putting in your application, asking any questions, gearing up. Because when I get back on Monday, the applications are closed. So you have between now and Monday to secure your spot in the program and it's going to be amazing. There's already several women signed up. I'm super excited to get to know them, to help them grow, just to see what God's going to do in this time together and really start to heal and uncover some wounds that's been hanging on that have caused us to drink and caused us to cope and just to really start to peel back the layers. This is the beginning, ladies. This is your opportunity to start making changes and shifts in your lives right before the holidays. Nobody's telling you you have to quit forever. But you know, if you're here and you're listening to this podcast, you have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol and you know that something must be done that you've tried before, maybe many times, even to moderate, and it's just not working. Well, this is your opportunity for accountability and support. I also am completely booked through the end of the year with one-to-one coaching. So if that's something you're interested in, kind of prepare for that. Let's have a conversation and I'll be ready to add some more spots in come January. So how exciting is that? And then what's so cool about it is that more and more women are raising their hand and saying, thanks for speaking out. I knew, I knew that I wasn't the only one, although I felt like I was the only one, but they have just become set free. So that's what I want for you too. And I hope you have a beautiful week. And I look forward to telling you about my vacation when I get back. It's going to be pretty cool. So until next week, stay blessed. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing. Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal. Quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Hello. I think I've got it today. Woohoo, there I am. Yay. I'm going to jump right in today, ladies, because I'm getting used to this technology, right? What did I tell you yesterday? It's one of those things you just have to keep practicing. So this time I just decided to jump on the Zoom, record, 
then go live and then I'll share my screen in just a minute. So I hope you've had a great week. I hope you have enjoyed this training. I hope that you have actually taken some steps this week. You know, have you stopped and written down and answered some of those questions and have you created new routines? Not that you've actually had to implement them yet, although you could have after day one, you could have created a new routine for the next day in whatever pattern you have or whatever your day-to-day -day routine looks like. Step one was really going through and mapping out what your day even looks like to get a really clear picture on what is it, where am I getting triggered? Like what time of day is it? What's happening? Am I coming home from work? Am I transitioning here or there? And really seeing it from a bird's eye view, right? So that's huge. Then really sitting down and coming up with a declaration and deciding what you're not willing to tolerate in your life anymore and, and how you're ready to take a turn and surrendering that. And then we talked about the awareness in the body and what that looks like, how to go into your body and feel it and just look at it as this energy and motion and this movement and get, take it from a uh, place of curiosity so you can find out what's going on. What is my body telling me? What signals is it giving me? Like, what was I thinking to create that? What story was I telling to myself? Where did that trigger come from? Like all of these things is taking this moment. And sometimes we hear this stuff and you're just like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. And anything new takes a little bit longer to learn and understand. And it's a process that will begin to become quicker and quicker and quicker. And you'll be able to pick up on it. And I want to share with you out of all this material, keep listening. I'm actually posting these on the podcast because I'm sure you've heard at some point in your life that information that you receive, most of the time you have to hear it about eight to 10 times for it to really like sink in or for you to actually turn and make a decision. That's even the process related to things that you buy. Like how many times have you seen a particular ad somewhere on Instagram or Facebook and maybe clicked on it and looked at it and you're thinking about it and looked at it and you're thinking about it. And then you saw it again a couple months later. And then eventually you made a choice. You either decided I'm not interested in that anymore, or you made a purchase. I do that all the time. I have tried many things through those ads and, but I don't decide the first time I see it. So it's the same thing with learning and understanding and capturing and really embodying this information, I highly encourage you, whether you're inside the Facebook group and you like the visual piece, that's why this is so cool. I can go in visually. That's why the program's great because you see me, you see the slides, we see each other and there's written content. So you get to use it um, on paper. If you taking notes, things like that, verbally hearing it watch it here, hear it here, go to the podcast. So just, I'm just trying to help you understand that if you find yourself getting frustrated sometimes, no matter what we're talking about when it comes to learning and really grasping the concept, instead of just throwing your hands up and just being like, forget it, then just understand that this is just part of the process. Yes, I have bangs today. Just checking to make sure everything's still good to go. You guys can talk to me. Those of you who are here tonight, say hello. Yes, I have bangs because when you're a hairstylist or if not, because my clients have done this too, I just like, 
I was just super getting bored. And so I'm going to cut some bangs. So hopefully, even though my hair is kind of thin here, hopefully this is going to work out. Like they're super fresh. So they're like, you know, when you first get bangs or you first do something, it's like, what just happened? So I'm hoping we'll settle in and they won't drive me crazy. And um, yeah, I was just feeling it. I had to do something different today. So I thought I'd share that for those of you who are um, notice things like that. And you're like, wow, her hair looks really different. And it's still pulled up because I just got a shower. Just letting you know where I'm at today. I have been a busy little bee, um, getting a lot of things accomplished, got a workout in. And um, yeah, so I just got a shower and then I got to go pick up my kids here in a minute from church. I'm going to share my screen. Just give me a moment. And we're going to dive right in to day three, and I'm so excited. All right, cool. So here's what I want to do. Stretch this out, and let's take a look. So we already went through session one and session two, and if you hear a noise in the background, it's my lovely lab. She's laying on the bed, and I asked her before I started if she was going to cooperate, so let's hope so. Bella, you going to chill? Good girl. All right, now we went through day one, acknowledging the truth. We talked about surrender, declaration, new routines, all that good stuff. We're just gonna kind of skim through that. I wanna show you what you've been learning this entire time. Day two, session two, we talked about awareness, just like I said, the physical in the body. Feel how you feel, release it. Have y'all tried anything? Did anything come up for y'all, even since yesterday? Because I'm telling you, when we, we start doing this work, it, um, our bodies are like, yay, let's do it. Let's dive in. Let's release some of this. So let me know how that works for you. I will actually tell you a really quick example. I got super frustrated. <laughs> you know, we women, we like to say frustrated this morning with one of my children who was just him hawing around. You know, there's a timeline for school and things like that. It was just so aggravating and, and just some of the same behaviors coming up. It's like most of the time, I got my grace shirt on today. Most of the time, I can give them grace, but there's just sometimes it just it takes me out. It's like, you know, this is the routine. You know, this is the timeline. So I was super irritated. I snapped at him and just, you know, we got a little, got a little tiff. And so then, um, and of course, when I let him go to school, it was like, I love you. Everything's cool. And it's just part of the parenting process. Like you're going to, we're going to have little snippets with our kids. But what I did, what was great is I was actually heading towards a workout. So I really was intentional. I didn't just go work out. I was intentional inside of that workout to, to let all that come up and think about the specifics of why I was so upset and the, what had triggered me. And then I exerted the energy inside of the workout to release that. So it was, it was great. So just things like that are helpful. So that's the power of exercise too, like whatever that looks like for you. There's so much power in if you've had a stressful day from work, sitting down and having wine will numb you and repress it. But if you go exert yourself, even if it's 20 minutes, think about why you're so stressed and just get that stuff out. And I'm telling you, your body's going to thank you and it's going to start responding to you a lot more. All right. Session three, values. This is the meat. 
in personal development, personal growth, freedom. This is a huge part of it. So what are values? Values are a person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what's important in life. You and I are going to have some, maybe we have some similar values, but our, our top 10 are going to be different. Yours and um, different people in your sphere of influence, co-workers, relationships, things like that, because these are inherent and they come from family, they come from friends, religion, geography, economics, institutions, and culture and media. And this is stuff that's really been inside of us throughout the year, throughout the years of our life. And it's because our brains are different. We're just different humans. So we're going to value different things. That doesn't mean that there's, let's just use, uh, let's just use integrity. That's, that's a huge one for me. It doesn't mean you don't have or care about integrity if it's not in your top 10. It just means that in this season of your life, that is not something that's, that's coming up really high. And I'll explain that a little bit more in a minute. This is like a personal thumbprint because your belief in your model of the world is individual. And like I said, there's going to be seasons where let's just talk about family. A lot of this is what happens a lot of time when I really get deep into these values assessments is when we, when we dive deep, let's just say you and me are here and we're working through this and you think that you're supposed to put family at the top. Family is super important. It's clear that it's important to you, but in this season of life, that might not be something that needs to be so high. Like, sure, we want to have family inside of our values in our top 10, but it, not, it might not be in your top three. And what do I mean when I say that is because what we want to do is we want to really sit down and go, okay, what is important to me? What is really important to me? Right? And then we start to process it. So what is important to me? Growth. Personal development is super important to me. Integrity, honesty, friendships, my faith. It is my family. It is love. It is service. Things like that. That is, that is values, right? And those are going to be in this bucket, so to speak, or even kind of consider them in a jar where they're all there and they're all important to me. But what will happen is sometimes one may rise to the top and say, I need attention. Like this is something that's super important to me. For example, when I was walking through my journey and it's still super high and important to me, but it wasn't for a long time, was this personal growth, this deeper desire for growth and development to walk out my life so that I would have freedom and fulfillment. And to me, that's going to be always up there because I have learned through the years now that if I'm not growing and developing, then I'm, I'm dying. I'm shriveling up and I'm staying or I'm staying the same. And that's just not cool. That's not what I want. Now, there are seasons where my growth is a little slower and just calmer because I might not really be like focusing on something specific or diving into a certain area of my life. And then there are times where it's like some serious development. 
because I'm really tackling a specific issue. I'm tackling like this is what this would be for you. You're tackling right now. You've got all these circumstances in your life, but if this is important to you to grow and develop or to have freedom, let's just use those two as an example, then you are going to dive in for this season of your life and say, yes, my family's important. Yes, my friendships are important. important. Yes, this is important and this is important, but I have to focus on this right now and I'm going to dive right into it and we're going to work on developing that. That's what that means. So our values are important because they do help us grow and they're like a compass. So this compass will guide us right into that fulfillment. When we are not living our values, we can feel stuck. We can experience pain and suffering and that's what can lead to coping. This has my name all over it. This is what I was doing was I was not living in alignment with my core values but of course I didn't have a clue. You don't have a clue. You're here and you're listening because something has drawn you here because of a pain. You have a pain and you're suffering and you've ego, you either typed in the podcast or found this um, group and you've said, stop drinking, quit drinking, binge drinking, help with drinking, sobriety, sober curious. You're, you, you're coming from a place of pain, but I want to tell you that the, the beauty of it is underneath all that is, is some really core values that just need to be brought up to the surface as a piece of this puzzle. This, is a, this, this whole journey is a puzzle. This one's a really meaty piece, okay? And we have to be aware of that and start to line up with that because once we see it, once again, just like awareness, once we see our values and we see what's important to us, we go, oh, no wonder I felt that way when that person had this conversation around me or this relationship felt in conflict or something I was watching on TV made me feel icky inside, whatever it is, or the fact that, you know, I'm over here one in one place feeling like this and wanting to connect with the Lord or grow in my faith. And, and then I'm over here and I'm feeling super guilty because I'm not doing the things that I want to do. No shoulds, no have tos, but that's what happens when we have those thoughts of should have, we're not aligned and we feel more guilt and shame. So this is not something that, this is freedom because you're already shaming yourself. So, oh, I should be going to church. I should be spending time with the Lord and look at me. I'm over here drinking and I have a hangover in church. Like that was me. Y'all, I'm saying this because that was me. There was many times I felt like crud on Sunday morning because I drank too much Saturday night, okay? This is not the same as goals. These are deeply, deeply rooted. And the beauty of it is, is this is something that you'll use and you'll take with you through the rest of your life. Like I still reassess my values. I still go back and go, hmm, okay, where am I at on this area? So if, I'm, if I say that honesty, I'm gonna give you an example before we move on. Yep, I'm going to do this first. All right, so let's just, I'm going to give you an example of kind of how this plays out. I want you to pull up something right now in your mind that you value. Like when I ask you the question, what is important to you? What intuitively comes up? Is it faith? Is it family? Is it health? Friendships? Integrity? Honesty? security, money, 
freedom, autonomy. Like what is it? What comes up for you? Okay. So I want you to hang on to that. So I'm going to use honesty. Okay. Let's use honesty. On a scale of one to 10, one being like, Ooh, I'm struggling. Or 10 is like, I'm rocking and rolling. I have been as honest as I can be. I'm like, I'm kicking butt in that area. There's no need for growth. What is it? What's your number? So as you're thinking of yours, I want you to think on a scale of one to 10 and just whatever intuitively comes, what is it? Is it a four? Is it a six? Is it a three, a seven? Great. Next step, how did you get there? You're not a zero. You're not like at the bottom of the barrel. How did you get to that number? Let's just say you were a three. You're like, you know, yeah, I realize I'm really struggling, but how, how did I get there? Why is it not? Well, I'm beginning to be more honest to my spouse about my drinking relationship. Or I was really honest with a friend re recently when I told her that what she said hurt my feelings or whatever, right? So then the next step with this is like, what is one tangible step that you can take, one action step to continue being more honest so that we can begin to dial that number up. Because if honesty, if your value is super important to you and you're at a three out of a 10, then you're feeling potentially guilt, potentially shame, potentially having pain and suffering. You're feeling like you have to cope because something is like, it's like, it's like you're hitting a wall and you don't even really know why this is why. Okay. So your action step today from this is to write that out, put it on a scale and say, okay, what is one action step I can take to be more honest? Well, first of all, I could start being honest with myself and sit down and journal every night and write every day the truth about how I feel about this day, the truth about how I'm feeling in my body, how I'm feeling with my relationships and that kind of thing, being super honest. Then I could begin to be more honest when I'm speaking to my children or to my spouse or to my friends, whatever it is for you. This is your recipe but it has to be a clear, tangible step. Okay, awesome. I hope that that helps you today. And I wanna to talk to you a little bit about language because as women and humans, this is not just a woman thing. As humans, we have programmed language that is disempowering to us. It takes the power away versus language that actually gives us our power back. So I'm going to give you a few examples and how this super duper matters to how you're feeling in your body, what you're thinking about yourself and how you are going to walk this journey. And it's going to have a lot to do with you actually taking action because when we have a, if we have lack power in our thoughts, then we lack power in our actions. But if we shift that, then we're able to take more clear action steps. And at the end of the day, any progress that we make requires some sort of action. Okay. So here's one. Should I, should, need to, or have to. These words create resistance. Okay. If you say to me, well, you really should 
do two more podcasts per week. How would you, how would that feel? Or if I even put that on myself, I'd be like, Michelle, you should, you, you should be doing this. Why are you not doing this? It doesn't feel good. Say I could, this is a could one that I like to shift before I get to these other two. I could do two more podcasts a week. I really could if I wanted to. That feels way less resistant to me because it gives me choice. I want to be able to have choice. The other two are need to and have to. Let's use it for weight. How many times have we been like, oh my gosh, I have got to lose weight. I'm so miserable. Or I need to lose weight. What if you say, I want to lose weight? I want to, like just the energy in that word versus I just, it feels so, it feels like I'm pressing down on myself when I say I have to do something. And it's like immediately, I feel, I feel like chains are on me and like somebody's bossing me around, but that somebody's not here. Like it's me versus like, you know what? I really want to lose weight. I might not know how right now, or I might not have exactly the recipe that I need to follow. And um, I know that it's going to be hard and I'm going to have to navigate it, but I really want to lose weight. Doesn't that sound much better? And the word you, when you're talking to someone, remember, you've heard this, I'm sure somewhere inside of any sort of teaching is that when you tell somebody, well, you, you need to go to the store. You need to take out the trash. You need to be at work on time. You need to do your duties before you leave. Ugh, that sounds terrible, right? And it's taken away choice. So you have to learn to shift your language to saying, hey, would you be willing to take out the trash before you leave? Hey, I noticed that there's a duty list and you haven't been able to sign your name on there. Would you be willing to do that? Or I've not, I've not noticed your initials. Would you be willing to put them up there so I know what you've done? And this does take practice because this is not how we're taught. We weren't taught this stuff, y'all. That's the reason why we're sometimes in the situation that we're in, are in in this world, in this country. And as grownups, is we need this information when we're young. We need to know how to empower ourselves and use language as a tool in our values. And this is why this is so important. And here's another one, I am, which is an emotional attachment. When you're saying, I am overwhelmed, I am tired, I am frustrated, then you are attaching that as an identity. And what we need to do is we need to say, ing, like, um, I'm overwhelming myself right now. Like I am allowing myself to be frustrated because my son is doing the same thing I told him not to do yesterday. I am allowing myself to frust be frustrated, right? So then even though I'm still feeling the ick, I'm still feeling the, the tightness in the chest or the heat up the back of my neck or whatever, I'm in choice. I'm openly saying I'm choosing to feel this way and what can then I do about it? How can I not overwhelm myself? Because if when I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's more than likely all in here of what I'm believing 
I have to do and the story I'm telling myself, well, I have to go do this and I have to complete this task and the house is a mess and it's crazy. And then I'm going on vacation next week and I'm not really sure what I'm going to pack. And I tried to get some shoes and I'm not sure if they're going to be comfortable. And I heard we're going to be walking a lot. And then I have to pay the bills and I got to make sure that the kids are taken care of while I'm out of town. And it's just like, boom, 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 boom. And then what I used to do was drink because I did not like that feeling of overwhelm. And so now what I can go, I can catch myself and I still get a headache and I still feel it in my body and go, wait a minute, Michelle, how are you overwhelming yourself right now? What can you lay down? Or does it help you just to write it down on paper and get it all out of your head and really go, okay, does this have to happen today? Do I have to make this decision today? Does this have to happen this week? Or does this have to happen this month? Give yourself buckets of timelines because we think sometimes when all these things come of us and all these tasks, we think we have to do it now. And we don't. So take back your power and shift your language. You got it? Last thing I'm going to share is really taking the time to renew your mind. Why is this important? And I'm actually recording a podcast this weekend that's coming out soon of the power of actually getting still so that we can hear the thoughts so that we can capture them and do something different with it. So this is a part in the program where we talk about really capturing the thoughts and doing what I call a thought download and where we just pour it out on paper, write all these things going on. And then we can look at it and go, whoa, I've been thinking that for so long. Is that even true? Let me go look. What does God say about this? Is it true? Why am I choosing to believe this? This gives you a chance to see what you're thinking and look at it from a lens of like, wait a minute, do I still believe this? Is this something that I believe or this is something that if you value the Bible and what it says and that's where you can go find it, go find it there. And it may not even require that. It may just require you going, oh gosh, I believe, I've been believing so long. Like he hates my cooking. It could be something that, or she doesn't like me. This coworker doesn't like me. And you realize you're like, well, how, how do I know she doesn't like me? What is, what is the truth? And find out the truth. Like, what could it be? What else could it be? What other options do you have? What other ideas and solutions would you have? And then this is where we take this into a declaration and we put it on the phone, sticky notes, do a voice memo and create these new pathways for these lies that have been rooted. We're gonna uproot them and create new pathways and new thought patterns. A lot of this too may even start with you thinking about how you think about yourself more than other people. This could just be like, you may be one of those that constantly think about, well, what is she thinking about me? She must think I'm a loser or I'm weak or whatever. It could be that. It could be that you're, you're feeling in such a way about yourself already that now you're projecting that and, and you're assuming that other people feel that way. We got to get down to the root of that. Where did that come from? Where did that first seed of that belief, where, where was it planted? We have to dig that up. 
And then it could be that if you're constantly looking in the mirror and going, oh my God, I'm so ugly. And you're fidgeting all the time. Well, how does that, how does that feel? Is that really true? Could you go from, oh, I'm so glad I have a body and I have skin and I have bones and muscles. You don't have to go to, I'm, you thinking you're ugly to you're beautiful or thinking you're fat to you're thin or healthy. You have to get into a place of acceptance first. Like, I'm so grateful that I'm human. I'm so grateful that I have hair, right? So these are some ideas for you. And I hope that you listen to this several times. I hope that you get your journal out when you're not driving or not doing something where you're multitasking and you really take the time to dive in because even though these have been a short three-day snippets, these things will begin to change your life. I promise you that. Just as a reminder, you have until Saturday to apply and get $50 off. And you can do that at bit.ly slash stop over drinking sisterhood, or feel free to email me with any questions at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I am super duper grateful for you. And I'm so thankful that you've been a part of this series this week. And I would love to hear from you. And I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there too. If there's other teachings that you just, you're curious about, or if you have questions or you have specific struggles that you know that you could use some support and help with, then post them in the comments or shoot me an email and I will do some teaching around that for just for you. Okay. All right. I'll see y'all soon. Mwah. Have a great week. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.